It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now you can use code DNVR at sign up and get some special offers like how a $5 bet gets you $150 in free bets when you pick any winner in this year's NBA playoffs. Thanks for joining us after this very rocky road trip. I'm Susie Hunter along with DNVR's ultimate utility guy, Brendan Vogt. How you doing? I'm good, Susie. How are you? Getting used to this this Rocky program here. Happy to be back. You're, I can. T- we need to get you some more Rocky stuff for your uh, home studio. I know. I know. Oh, by the way, I should mention this athletic shirt. It's a Stephen Vogt jersey. That's the only reason I'm rocking athletics. I don't get to see VOGT in the majors very often, so I had to pick this one up. Oh, I like that. Are, any relation? No, none okay. at all. None whatsoever. But I still none cheer yet. really loudly when he when he gets a hit. So. Yeah. Okay. So we got to make sure we get you more Rocky stuff, more, (laughs) just more of all of that. But yeah, definitely a rough road trip for sure. Um, uh, Just like first initial thoughts coming out of this game today, Brendan. I'm really glad the road trip's over. Can I, can I lead with that? That road trip went about exactly how we hoped it wouldn't. Um, You know, some of the, the pitching luck from the back end starters, Ran out a little bit. Those those bats starting to dry up. Really missing Chris Bryant. CJ Crone coming back to earth. You go down the whole list of things. Very few of them are fun. Um, but it, that road trip was a real uh, bump in the road. It just took a lot of the wind out of their sails, I think, to switch metaphors from, from land to sea immediately. But I, <laughs> it was a tough one. It was, and you know, these final, these results, you look at them, they don't look great, but you can pick a couple different moments throughout these games or they could have gone so differently and the Rockies just couldn't convert. So 
really ready, really ready to see this team back at course. We need to cleanse the palate for sure. We will talk about a bright spot with our draft Kings King of the game who did some great stuff for us. Jonathan Daza. He went five for 11 with two RBI uh, this series. He had, a, he's on a five game hit streak right now an eight game on base streak. And he had a double and a triple in this trip too. That triple yesterday was awesome. We're recording this on Wednesday. So Tuesday's triple was just phenomenal. Love to see that. What are you thinking about Jonathan Daza right now? He's really fun to watch. He's one of my favorite players on this team. I love his approach. Obviously you and I got to learn and talk about his story uh, recently, which I didn't know much about being, you know, the, the first major first guy to play baseball from his family, let alone make it to the majors. He's been great. Uh, what's that average up to now? I think it is 367. So yeah, that's, that's definitely your bright spot of the series. He's one of the guys right now where, I mean, look, if, if the Rockies have two guys on, one out, two outs, at this point, you're hoping Daza's up. He's definitely in that club. Yeah, for sure. Another bright spot in this road trip, uh, Connor Joe now has a seven-game hit streak, and I'm happy to see him have another streak because he got up to 12 games earlier this season. Um, Connor Joe, he's back. This guy can hit. Like In the beginning, it maybe looked – you know, like one of those classic, just hot starts, overperforming kind of hot starts. Baseball has has those guys, right, that just kind of get going. They make for fun stories. But it looks like he can really, really hit, uh, carries himself well at the plate. He had a rough decision today, not necessarily an error, not necessarily a poor decision, but a consequential one that we'll talk about later in the show. He was playing uh, at first there. But, yeah, this guy can swing the bat. And I don't know how many times I can say it. Connor Joe, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Um, I mean, Connor Joe's nickname right now is everyone's favorite Rocky, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I think that's apt. He's good enough. And then he also uh, has a mullet, so that's cool. Um, so I think how can you not root for a guy like that? He has all of the ingredients of a sort of cult fan favorite for sure. He do, he's got all the ingredients. So speaking of cool, let's talk about Chad Cool. This is his first loss of the season. Um, he's now three and one, uh, but four and two thirds inning pitched. Um, uh, seven hits, five runs. All five of those were earned. Um, eight strikeouts, though. What did you think of this outing from Chad Cool? Baseball can be cruel, Susie. I thought this was really close to a very good outing from Chad Cool, who strike-heavy approach was not sort of – he was not dabbling around the corners today. He was going right at guys, got himself into some early trouble twice early in the game, and pitched his way out of it with the strikeout. The stri he really had the slider working today. Nasty put-away pitch for him. He had a lot of things working for him. For I mean, if you get into trouble three times in a row, eventually it's going to come back to bite you. That fourth inning, uh, I think he a walk in a single to start the inning, gets to runners on the corners, no outs, and there's a double play ball to Connor Joe. He decides to throw home, doesn't quite have the throwing lane, throws a little high. Rockies not only give up a run, but they don't get any outs on a play where they could have had two. You see this inning gets extended. Cool, who was in a great place with pitch count, really has to work even harder uh, it ends up being two, three runs actually that come across in the inning when it probably could have been one. And then of course yeah. the fifth, the fifth where he's chased by that home run, just one pitch away from getting out of that inning. And, and as you were talking about in the slack, Susie, the wind, 
was was pretty unfortunate as well. So he walks away from this five innings, five earned runs. It's a start he wants back. It's really, really close to a quality outing. Uh, and, and in the end, it's not. Yeah, there were a couple of instances in this game early on where we had runners on base and Chad Cool got out of it, and then it all just kind of went downhill in the fourth inning. But um, well, I liked my joke in the Slack. Um, I was like, no, the wind was not a cool breeze for not Chad Cool. It was, it was pretty brutal for him, pretty brutal for everyone who wasn't a San Francisco Giant. Yeah, it was. For I was very per- jealous of Patrick today. Because he was sending his clips. Beautiful day by the bay. Oh, yeah. Just a perfect baseball day. These fans are not a huge crowd because they've got the Warriors going on playoffs tonight. But Oh, how nice uh, for them. Yeah, I know, right? And then they just get to watch their baseball team. Virtually every uh, ball break bounces their way today. Ugh. Congratulations, San Francisco. You can have nice things, I guess. Them. Um, oh, speaking of Patrick, though, Patrick will be joining us live via satellite. He is probably chatting with Bud Black right now after this this tough road trip. Um, but another difficult thing to watch: Ryan McMahon now has six errors. What is going on here? Yeah, the defense as a whole. I think the last couple of weeks, Susie has been a little. I mean, not tight. Loose is actually the word I'm looking for. It. Just whether it's an error or something less direct like that Connor Joe decision we were just talking about or the troubles at third, you know, the actual errors themselves. The Rockies are not catching a lot of breaks right now, but they're not helping themselves out. And, you know, San Francisco also today uh, was really able to put some productive at-bats together. So even when they were generating outs, the Rockies, San Francisco is moving bases, putting guys in scoring position. You combine those with some some errors some poor decisions in the field and a game that maybe could have been close late gettable late ends up being a blowout. Yeah, an absolute blowout. Um, This was, it was tough. Um, One thing that I did think was funny that came out of this pregame. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, Brendan, but Gabe Kapler has started a new, a new debate kind of akin to is a hot dog, a sandwich, like that kind of thing. Is a beard also a mustache? He was posing the question, if you have a beard, do you also have a mustache? Um, And now this is what we are talking about now because Gabe Kapler is an interesting dude. Okay, well, let's let's get into this one. I think this is an easy no. Uh, I think like if a mustache is a mustache and what makes it a mustache is the particular style, the lack of a beard. Kale, you you grow facial hair much more easily than I do. Please chime in. As a as a former mustache man, I have to agree with Brennan. Uh, I I felt very strongly when I had a mustache. It was a mustache, and people with beards have beards. I agree. Two separate choices altogether. I think. So Gabe's argument in this interview, this was like in their pregame scrum. His argument was that if you go to the barber shop and they're trimming up your facial hair. When it comes to the mustache, they'll be like, oh, do you want us to keep the mustache longer? Like asking questions like that. Again, I don't have facial hair like that. So I yeah, don't you would still describe know. the part of that beard as a mustache, but like it's not a mustache. Mm-hmm. I get what he's saying because like there's no other way to describe like what are you going to say? The hair on your upper lip? No, but it's too wordy. I, it's 
it's too there is a distinct choice you're making between a beard and a mustache when you're choosing your facial hair styling. Thank you for okay. weighing in, gentlemen. I'm, I'm just glad that we're getting into this. Thank you, Kale. Super producer Kale. He's got producing skills. He's got opinions. He does. Kale is a superstar. We've got a chat <laughs> here from Enigma the Gray Man, who is angry! Exclamation point. Can't blame you there. He says, if I'm a player on that plane back to Denver, that two-hour flight would seem like 18 hours. Ooh. And, I mean, look, I don't think anyone expected this road trip to necessarily go in Colorado's favor, but definitely a missed opportunity uh they only pick up they only get one on the road trip and then i think the game that bugs me the most is game one of this series with san francisco san francisco's best starter on the mound and the rockies give themselves a chance to win that game uh just felt would have felt like an awesome one to steal and then they don't Mm -hmm. get it uh but yeah i i hear enigma the hot start to the season it's all but evaporated already 16 and 15 after the road trip. And of course playing in this division, uh, you just can't have any nice things. 16 and 15. That's good for last place. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, this is such an interesting division. Everyone in the NL West is above 500. Um, but unfortunately the Rockies are back in the basement of this division. Um, so heading into this road trip, uh, the Rockies were tied for third with the giants um and now we are in last place um so that that hurts that hurts didn't take long it didn't take long Uh, so yeah very very happy to get back at cores we'll talk about this later in the show but at least they do have a get right series at least or you could look at it that way prime for them upon their return but definitely it did not take long to lose that ground yeah um so let's like yeah let's dive into what this series looked like all three starters gave up five earned runs the story of this the story of this series the story of the arizona series we faced some good pitching and this was just a rough trip but even our starters were not on their a game yeah and you know as talk about unsustainable starts to the season the rockies were getting most of their contributions from starting pitching from the back end of the rotation and cool and coming in today, far and away, your best pitcher. You don't usually want that to be the fifth guy in your rotation, although you'll take it, but you need more from Marquez. At least Freeland is trending in the right direction. It would seem. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's when the top two guys don't look like top two guys, you know, you can't like cool was almost great today, but thin, thin margins, just like that. It's a, it's a poor start. And you can't be relying on your fifth starter to be your ace. So they're going to need more from Marquez. Hopefully Freeland continues to trend in the right direction. But starting pitching, I mean, I do think this pitching staff as a whole is going to be something that's touch and go, if not, you know, straight up poor and struggling throughout the season. So hopefully the top end can get something going here. Yeah, for sure. And of course, on the other end, um, the Rockies, through this whole six-game road trip, not a single home run. This is only the third time ever this has happened. Wow. Um, the last time this happened was the summer of 2014 and August 2010. Um, but, yeah, not a single home run out of the Rockies this whole time we were out of town. Yeah, well, it sure felt that way. So that, that jives with the old eye test. Yeah, that's crazy, though. I mean, the bats dr- dried up in a big way. CJ, we talked about maybe worry, being worried about that heart, hot start cooling off. That seemed to manifest, unfortunately. So 
power bats are dry. Come on back, Chris, whenever you'd like, whenever you can. That's how I feel. Yeah. But Susie, we got to let the people know that whether they're fans of uh, the Rockies, the Avs, or the Nuggets, you can. You can still watch your favorite local sports teams thanks to Avaca TV, which includes services like Altitude Sports and AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, your diehards, your lifelong Coloradans, your taxpayers, this is your right to enjoy these teams, and you can do it now. Thanks to Evoca TV. Uh, use evoca.tv slash DNVR and use promo code DNVR. You're going to get $10 off your first three months. That's only $15 per month for the first three months, plus the receiver. No contracts, no hidden TVs. Evoca TV. It gets the people going. It gets the Colorado sports teams on your TV. And Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. So many beers, so many seltzers you could try, but have you heard about the Avalanche Amber Ale? I'm assuming you have one of their flagship beers, really the first Breckenridge Brew product I was familiar with. And they've got a sweet promotion going on right now. What is better than the Avs scoring two goals in the first period, Susie? How about two goals plus a free beer? On game days, start your Avs game with an Avalanche Amber Ale at any bar although we recommend doing at the DNVR bar, save that receipt. If the Avs score two or more goals in the first period, Breckbrew is going to pay for your beer via rebate. Just upload your receipt on breckbrew.com. Whether you're getting the Avalanche, a seltzer, the Mile High City Cup, or lager, check out the Breck Beer locator. It'll tell you where to go, where to find your favorite Breck Brew, and you can support them because that's one of the best ways to support us here at DNVR. That's a great deal. It's an awesome deal. That's it's just awesome. fun, too. Yeah, it's like uh, it's it almost feel like sports gambling. Just like throwing five bucks on something, you're like, I'm here. I hope they win anyway, and if they do, I get a nice little treat. Who doesn't I like love treats? A treat. I love treats. Oh gosh, yeah, the abs—they're good. They good are good. Yeah, I've got to say. I mean, not to be bitter because we're all in the same house, and I'm happy for everyone. The the, the first two Nuggets playoff games at the bar—they went very differently, Susie, than those first two abs games. The abs are so good. But, the abs uh, watch parties have been have been lit. Um, oh. But you know we're gonna have Rockies watch parties too uh, coming right. up, and they will be lit no matter what. That's so right. Hey, keep an eye oh. out for those because they're gonna happen. We want to see you at the bar for these Rockies games. We are committed, like any other Colorado sport. If it's a game day, we have those games on. We've got game sound on. We want to see you guys. It's the summer. Uh, Come on in, talk baseball with us, watch baseball with us, hang with us. We're a good time. Susie's a good time. I can at least vouch for that. Yeah, I, thank you. You're a good time. We're all a oh, good thank time. You. All right, I'll That's take how it. we end up here. We're just we're <laughs> just a big fun cluster. Um, all right, I think we're waiting on Patrick. I think I heard a rumor that he's going to be joining in soon. I think he's here. If I oh look at oh look at that. Oh my oh, gosh, fingerless gloves, a scarf, a hat. It's also like 90 degrees here in Denver. Patrick Lyons, how are you doing? I'm doing better than the Rockies. Uh, I've had the, my own personal victories. Uh, at least one more than the Colorado Rockies who have none after the three game sweep at the hands of the Gigantes, San Francisco Takes it here at home. All three starting pitchers giving up five earned runs. One that they definitely want to flush from the record just in time for them to come back. And Coors Field, nine home games in 10 days. Let's never speak of this as well. San Francisco and Philadelphia, never speak of it again until Banished. they come back here again in a month. 
Uh, Patrick, I've got I've got a question for you because I I have I can't tell what temperature is it out where you are. <laughs> That's a great question. It's not as cold as I probably look. I, I'm <laughs> big on the layers. It's it might be might be sixty. Okay. It might be sixty, but that breeze that breeze is an MF. Uh, not having a great hair day. So that's I'm taking an L on that one. Mustache hair is good or beard hair. I don't know. I guess technically this is a beard. I did listen to some of the first segment. So beard is on point. Hair, not as much. 60 degrees, I'm getting a sunburn uh, as well as a windburn. Uh, multitasking in San Francisco. It's the fingerless gloves that really threw me off. That was the final. Look, I had to pick up a shift uh, at the Fisherman's Wharf. <laughs> you know, uh, the flight, they, they tried to boot me. And then if I wanted to get back by midnight, which I will not be doing, uh, you know, I, I needed to pay uh, for a seat upgrade. So uh, I pulled the shift and it was fine. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So you mentioned you're having a bad hair day. Um, is this, does this have anything to do what, with Daniel Bard maybe bullying you or teasing you a little bit on this road trip? I mean, maybe uh, he didn't hair shame me. No, but I had my hair down and I, I guess I haven't done that uh, at the ballpark. It'll be down when I arrive at Coors and then I'll put it up. And he uh, he kind of made a beeline to me uh, after after Monday's workout. And he goes, Blake, workaholics. <laughs> and I go, yeah, good, good call. Good call. I don't know. I have to get a graphic at some point or maybe Definitely. just you know, tomorrow's show. I'll just leave it down. Yeah. And then like 35 minutes later, he's walking at the same time as Dom Nunez, who's trying to get in the zone for BP. And he's like, Dom, Blake, workaholics. <laughs> so, but he complimented me on my hat a couple weeks ago. So, you know, what? It, it's actually all good. Daniel Bard is becoming like quickly one of the people that I'm most fascinated with. Um, but I'm glad that he made such a point to tell you about your lookalike, because I know we want to do a bigger lookalike segment at some point. Yeah, no, he, he nailed me. I think the my hair has gone too long where Eric Stoltz from Pulp Fiction, you know, is not the best comp anymore. It could be Blake, Blake Anderson from Workaholics. Take it. I like it. Um, all right. So we, I also know that you have an important update on Brendan Rogers because I asked you, you're such a good teammate, Patrick. I asked you to ask him how the hotel beds are here in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, when you take a $5,000 trip out to San Francisco, you got to hit those hard hitting questions. So, uh, I did, I got it out of the way early and I've just kind of been hanging out for two days. Uh, but yeah, breaking news. Let's get the graphic going. Breaking news. Brendan Rogers got a new pillow and he takes it with him on the road. Back to you, Susie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that valuable update, Patrick. He's, he's sleeping better. He's sleeping better, which is important. Uh, we haven't actually, we didn't see him in the last two days, though. So I don't know how good that was. Hampson was in at second base. Randall Gritchick not feeling well under the weather the last two days. So that also doesn't help. Chris Bryant, we'll wait to see when, when he gets back into the lineup. So I think the Rockies have been relatively lucky, generally speaking, as far as the injuries go, compared with a lot of other teams. That's been a benefit, but I think as of late, those little nagging injuries uh, have added up, and uh, I think we've started to see its impact on the road. Is Gritchick expected to be to be back upon return? I mean, just an illness, right? You said. Yeah, it seems seems fine. He was still like walking around, you know, the clubhouse uh, with his with his bifocals on, you know, looking sharp with those bad boys. 
but uh so so no COVID or anything like that he just uh maybe flu-like symptoms so we'll kind of wait and see and get more of an update they do have an off day on thursday i believe we're going at noon with uh, drew goodman so we'll talk a little bit more about what we want to forget from this week what we want to flush from our system uh maybe preview the, the royal series coming up ahead well, hopefully uh, Gritchick didn't do something crazy like try to eat uh, 25 crab cake sandwiches in the clubhouse. No, uh, can't confirm or deny if trainer Mike Jasperson you know, did anything like that or if it was 26. No, I, I have no idea if they did that. But there should be, there should be uh, something in every city for people to consume as a challenge. I don't know why the Rockies don't have that with uh, Rocky Mountain oysters, which – is uh, a delicacy. The Rocky Mountain Oyster Council of Colorado definitely needs to uh, give us a couple bucks here for sponsorship, as that is now two days in a row. We have reference Rocky Mountain Oysters, but two I don't know days what the, in yeah. a row. Yep. Um, all right. So speaking of food, so the Rockies have started doing something on Twitter that I'm getting such a kick out of that I need us to talk about. They have launched the Snapcast. Um, where they are rating ballpark foods. They got to a couple of them in San Francisco. Uh, but before we talk about what they are doing, Patrick, what have you eaten mm. in San Francisco that is worth noting? Because you did finally tweet us a picture of the helmet nachos. I did. I did. You know, when I'm in Rome, I, I try to eat as the, the Romans. So I uh, got a little Dungeness crab in a salad. Went to, uh, with good buddy of the pod, Kevin Henry of Rock's Pile. Well, we went to Tadich Grill, the oldest continuous restaurant in all of California. So I had a big Dungeness crab salad and New England clam chowder. That was fantastic. A uh, somewhat of a delicatessen that I, I think you might only be able to find it at one coffee place, but it's called the Snowy Plover. Love it because it's it's a bird, bird reference. And it's some kind of like seltzer coffee with cream in it. And it was delicious. I had two of them this morning before I had a bite to eat of any real food. So that kind of lets you know what's going on with my morning uh, with a lack of rest. But it is delicious. Once you get over the nasty taste of it the first time, it actually is very delicious. Once you get over the part where it's not very good, it's delicious. Yeah. So you know. You know. Yeah. Uh, no, that was that was uh, very good. Here at the stadium, helmet fries was good. I didn't hate myself as much as I thought afterwards. So maybe it's smaller helmet perhaps not sure did have the gilroy's garlic fries which was mm -hmm. fantastic because my wife did not join me on this trip so we didn't have to worry about any any canoodling with uh, the garlic breath there as it were I, I think that pretty much covers it yeah i'm a big fan of the garlic fries those were one of my favorite treats um on my ballpark road trip last year i I love garlic, and I also don't have a sense of smell, so I can't even tell when I smell like garlic. I don't um, have a sense of smell either. Uh, oh look at that. Smellless buddies. That's fun. Yeah. Mine's not COVID-related, though. This has been my thing for, like, the past 15 years. Me too. Um, I did it. I was doing it before it was cool. We're going to chat about this more later. Yeah, we'll talk um, off But I liked, I liked the Rockies snack cast. So they rated, they rated the garlic fries. They gave them a seven out of 10 for flavor and eight out of 10 for the setting. Um, they added breath vampires beware. So overall that got a 7.29 
on the Snagcast scale. And then they rated the Sunday. This was their highest rated item. So there's a hot fudge uh, Girardelli Sunday. They gave the ice cream itself a five out of 10, which was controversial with some people on social media. They gave the hot fudge a 12 out of 10 and said that they would drink it by the gallon. Um, overall, 8.15 out of 10. So that was one of the best things. Patrick, you didn't get to try the uh, Girardelli Sunday? I thought about it today. I was pretty stuffed. They have, you know, breakfast at the ballpark uh, up in the press cafeteria. So I kind of loaded up on that. I uh, did have some, did have a donut. I had an old fashioned donut. I, I don't, I typically stay away from the sweets in general. So that was probably the one, one box I didn't check off was getting a Girardelli Sunday. But on, on cold days like today, I feel like this would kind of the environment where you get ice cream. Thinks of ice cream as a summer treat, but sometimes when it's cold out. Ooh, he's breaking up a little bit. All right. Um, no, we oh, lost him. We I lost get, him. I can't get over the way he looks, Susie. I just. I am cracking up that he's so bundled up for sixty degrees, but I guess the winds must be something else i want to add one more thing that i ate at oracle park i guess not ate a drink that i had there's a Please. boba stand at oracle park Ooh. and it was really good it was so cute i was like i can't believe i'm drinking boba it was adorable enigma says the ballpark tour oh he's back hello patrick I moved down a couple rows, so now you have a slightly different vantage point. Now the scoreboard is is over my left shoulder, so it looks like I, I moved around, but I, I really did not. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, Critical welcome update. Back. Welcome yeah. back. I've always said beat guys are the foundation of sports media, so I'm glad we've got you on the ground to keep us updated. Can you hear us? <laughs> yeah, you can yes. hear us. We've got Patrick. <laughs> Um, I guess, yeah, so the weather looks like it's been good. Clearly not good enough for you to eat ice cream or not wear a scarf and a hat. Um, is there anything that you got to do or didn't get to do worth noting during this road trip? No, not really. I, pretty good. I don't think I even set my eyes on the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, we were close, you know, uh, uh, over on, on Twitter. The, the folks spoke up and said, you know what, Patrick, you got to get out to Alcatraz. So I got as close as I could on Fisherman's Wharf. Uh, really clear skies for, for these three days. Not a lot of fog, if at all. So really great visibility in general. So I got to see Alcatraz, but didn't get a chance to see Golden Gate Bridge. You know, uh, I kind of am here to, to be covering baseball games. So uh, you do have to prioritize things just a little bit. Did get a little bit of birding in, which was nice. Also Brown Pelicans doing their thing, diving into the water. Uh, saw, saw a night heron. It was great. I mean, I'm right by the mar a marina and a pier, so I got a little birding in while doing my run and listening to baseball podcasts. I'm doing three or four things at once. That's what I like to do. I'm you're always doing three or four things at once. That's hilarious. Sorry, Brendan, I cut you off. No, you're good. I'm, just, I'm on a show with both of the birders at DNVR, so I, I – I simply cannot escape this, but I do, I do got to let the people know real quick, uh, whether you're birding, you're watching baseball, uh, how, however you spend your time recreationally in Colorado, you can also go to light shade and up your recreation time. We want to tell you about those Wana Optimal Fast Asleep 
products. If you need to catch up on some shut-eye after the big game, no matter when you take one of products, this well-rounded recipe will leave you feeling rested and refreshed in the morning. Over-the-counter pharmaceuticals knock you out with powerful drugs that leave you in a fog. That's not what Wana Optimal Fast Asleep Gummies do, though. Where can you find them? You can find them at Lightshade. Where do you find Lightshade? Well, they've got 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations, including their new Barnum location, which is open. It's huge. It's got their biggest selection of products yet. And here's the best part. Whether you're at the Barnum location, any of the 11 locations, our podcast listeners can get 25% off non-sale items at Lightshade with code DNVR. That's DNVR at Lightshade for 25% off. Not once, not twice. But every single time you go in, it's one of the better deals we offer. So if light shade appeals to you, get in there and let them know we sent you. And we're back. Let them know. Get in there. <laughs> um, anything else yet? Um, oh, wait, Patrick, you saw kind of a baseball celeb at the park today, did you not? Yes, actually, uh, went down to watch some of uh, Herman Marquez's bullpen session, and lo and behold, I Zach Campbell was there. So I go, oh, all right, Zach. Brendan, do you know Zach? Do you know that person? I am by name. Aware, by name. I am aware of the person by name. Indeed, that that's impressive because I think by name a lot of people might not, but then when they see him, do a quick goog, you find out pretty quickly. Oh. Oh, that guy, he's nice. He does give away a lot more baseballs to kids than you probably realize. He does have a, of a bad reputation. Yeah. Maybe some of it earned, maybe some of it not. Uh, I, I liked him. He was very nice. We had a good time talking. No plans to come out to Colorado just yet. Uh, it would be cool to have him down at the bar. Again, we all know this. People say, oh, tell me a little bit about your outfit. Uh, and not the fingerless gloves or the, or the cap and the scarf in the blazing sun in 60 degree weather but the outfit as far as the media outfit and what's going on over at denver no it's dnvr and we got one in phoenix and chicago we also have a bar what yeah there's a studio upstairs it's a whole big thing so we'll see if we can get zach to come out because he's he does a lot more way more good for baseball than anything else he really doesn't do anything bad if you're at a game and he's there yeah maybe he's gonna grab a ball that is coming right at you He's a little more aggressive in that capacity, but you know you could certainly do the same thing for anyone else. So he uh, he's putting the game out there on on blast. He, he loves the sport. He loves reaching out, helping out, signing autographs for kids too. Uh, they they do look up to him. So it would be pretty cool to have him out uh, if he comes out to Colorado this summer. And you know he usually travels just about everywhere. So it was he's so the Brendan early. vote of his generation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, you messaged me earlier in the day. You were like, don't be alarmed if Zach Hample slides into our DMs. I'm like, are we expecting him? Because I didn't know that you guys had met yet. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's awesome that, um, that you got to see him. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice guy. And he was there. He was his own videographer for the day and was going around. I think he was trying to get, uh, Jock Peterson's autograph on a, on a ball, it was like his 900th home run ball that he caught or something absurd like that because dude goes to a lot of games, you know? Um, so he was cool. That was neat. That's wild. Um, did you get to go down the giant slide, the Coca-Cola bottle? No, uh, I scaled it from the outside, but uh, could not find an entry point uh, at the top of the bottle. So no, I did not. I did not. 
unfortunately. It's for kids. Just- I think you gotta be gotta be fourteen and under. And the mustache is the giveaway. Kids now, fourteen year olds do have soul patches now, but not mustaches. So that's mustaches slash beards. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fourteen <laughs> teenagers with soul patches is nightmare fuel, actually. But no, I don't like it. This does not have my blessing. You don't, you don't remember the uh, the old New Orleans baby cakes logo? I'm pretty sure there was a soul patch in one of those babies. <laughs> could be could be mistaken. I try to not think about that logo ever. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, it's it's connected with Denver and the Denver Zephyrs, New Orleans Zephyrs, New Orleans baby cakes. I guess so. That's a good point. I didn't really put that together. The Zephyrs are before my time. I got a spreadsheet. I'll share it with you. Of course you do. Patrick Lyons has a spreadsheet for everything. <laughs> um, uh, have you been, Patrick, have you been following while you're, because I know you love to do a lot of things. Have you been following the minor leagues, our farm teams at all while you are on this trip? Yeah, that that's one thing that is consistent no matter, you know, what press box you're in. People are curious about the prospects. Um, you know, all of us that cover the Rockies, I mean, you're there too, seeing it where, you know, there are those guys that you, you keep an eye on. And, you know, there are players that get overlooked that if they have a huge game, it's like, all right, yeah, guys have big games. There's there's a lot in the minor leagues, you know, 140 plus. But those names like the Ezekiel Tovars and, you know, Michael Tolia hit one out of Dunkin' Donuts Park uh, the other day. Like th- those names are the ones that get some buzz and some, some you know, conversation around. I talk with someone that in their opinion, uh, different opinions I have, but even went out there on a limb and said, maybe Zach Veen could be in AAA by the end of the year. I think that might be a little aggressive. Mm. Uh, but, you know, we, we've started to see the Rockies operate things a little bit differently than normal, than, than in the past. And so I think you could start to see got moved, uh, you know, guys moving up uh, a little bit earlier than uh, in the past. They have a lot more seasoning to do. And, and as great as a player might be at a AA or a AAA, particularly Ezekiel Tovar, as great as he is, you know, there is there are differences once once you move up that ladder and you have to be that much more sharp. And so, you know, I think as as well as Tovar has been playing, if he gets called up uh, at the halfway point, you know, at the double AA, A, triple A all star break to go to Albuquerque and play with the isotopes, even that I think is a little more aggressive than what we've seen in the past from the Rockies and even some other teams. Doesn't mean it's not gonna happen, but uh, I would like I would like uh, for them to challenge that that twenty year old because I think he's going to rise to that challenge and possibly possibly be the youngest position player in team history. I don't think they've had anyone at age twenty one or younger ever uh, suit up for them as a position player. I think they had one pitcher, Marcos Carvajal. Again, got to consult the spreadsheet I made up on that, but he would be the youngest, uh, and he still has some time to do that, to, to make the Rockies and, and be the youngest. Yeah, Tovar had a great game on Tuesday. So he went two for five. He had a sixth home run of the season. Um, he's leading the Eastern League in batting average, uh, hits, and total bases. Um, and he was the uh, Eastern League Player of the Month. Um, and also another Player of the Month, um, Drew Romo was player of the month for the Northwest League. So uh, we've just got like these little shining stars waiting to find their way up. Romo is someone you have to be a little more patient with, with catchers. It's, mm-hmm. it's another level that 
uh, of abilities that they've got to work on there. They're receiving again, anything you get offensively is a bonus. I mean, you look at what Dom Nunez right now is doing at the plate. Uh, you might be a little frustrated by it, but there are other guys on the Rockies roster right now, kind of in a similar boat, but it's the defense that uh, is going to get a catcher up to the majors and is going to keep them there. Uh, so, you know, that's, the offensive numbers have been great for Romo, but he might might need to do some more to, to clean up a couple things down there behind the plate. He is more of a defensive first catcher than offense. So his promotion, you know, it might take a little bit longer. He, he may stay there for the full year, and you understand why. But Tovar, also great defensively. You know, we could see uh, the Eastern League Player of the Month for April get called up a little bit sooner. Buddy even talked about him last week at the stadium. You know, he was he was a player that played a lot. Uh, early on in spring training, again, because of the lockout, you had, you know, the, the big leaguers weren't ready to play that first week once the game started. So Buddy got a really up close and personal look at Tovar, uh, and they are very intrigued. So uh, I'm, I'm intrigued, and I'm, I'm really excited to see him. Brendan, are you a big uh, prospect hound yourself? Yeah, but I'm slow to, you know, with my, my Rockies prospect knowledge, not exactly a deep well. But I will uh, listen. I'm here to learn. I'm be reading Patrick, and I'm gonna be catching up on the farm system. But that's exciting. I can't imagine in this year, Patrick. I mean, we'll see how things go. Uh, but there may not be a whole lot of urgency to rush guys up, right? I mean, it's not like they're f- gonna feel like they're a call up or two away from from accomplishing any one thing. I would imagine. Yeah, that's another one of the elements of everything. You want to set up players for success, and if the story around the team is. Hey, they're struggling. Hey, they're one and five on the road. Their uh, their their big head start that they got in the first couple of weeks. You know, you uh, you now lost that. You're one game over five hundred. Right. So uh, once that that has shrunk away, you know that that's the conversation. And now you're saying, hey, twenty year old kid, twenty one, twenty two, whatever it may be, you're you're the savior. Can you carry this entire team? I, you know, no one's really legitimately thinking that, but that does become the story to an extent. So. Uh, you don't want that to happen. Again, at AAA, Elias Montero really is the only guy right now that you'd you know want to call up and put in a position because you look up and down those rosters, those guys aren't on the forty man. That that's another element too is that you got to create room. You could right. lose players, um, so there is a logistical element to that. But um, you know, you're right. If a player is not going to get regular playing time, uh, and if you're not able to stick through maybe some of those growing pains then it's probably not the right time. And and Rocky season is, is far from over there. They're still in this thing. So sure. you don't want to put a rookie out there and go through those growing pains. You need to set them up for that kind of success. And this may not be the right situation for a guy like Tovar, maybe Montero in the next week or so. We'll see. Well, Susie, I don't want to step on your toes, but I had a question for Patrick. So if it's okay to, to shift gears a little bit. You, yeah, as, please. As we, as we just talked about, didn't take long to lose the momentum behind that decent or hot start. This road trip did not go as planned. Do you have a thing that's kind of sitting atop your concern list right now heading back home? Do you have a thing or two that if you could see them get right at cores, you know, and you could see those two things go well, you know, what, what, what might they be? That's a great question. Uh, I think the defense really needs to be a bit sharper. That's been something that's been plaguing them. You know, overall, the, the offense has been good, you know, not great. Uh, they, they are going to have the cores hangover when they're on the road. That's just – you just have to accept that. But the starting pitching is what's going to keep them in games. 
and the defense aids and assists that starting pitching. And I'm not sure if you talked about it all. You and I, uh, the three of us, obviously, were talking about it in the slack. Uh, the, the big first inning where they got three runs off of Chad Cool. I think that might have been the third inning. But you had the play with uh, Connor Joe at, at first base. Crawford kind of in his, his throwing lane, but Crawford was in his running lane. So he had the right to do that. You throw home. Runner safe, and because that that extends the inning rather than getting the double play, and two more runs end up scoring. So instead of having potentially a one nothing game, it's three nothing. And so there are those kind of things to clean up. Ryan McMahon, I believe, made his sixth error already. So uh, sounds crazy to say may may literally uh, be out of contention for the Gold Glove Award at this point. It's gonna have to do uh, some some pretty amazing things to really convince voters otherwise that you know maybe last year was just. A good year from the metrics. He's going to have to do a lot to make up for that. There's still plenty of season left for him to do that. Uh, and I certainly wouldn't discount him. But that's one of the things I think that gets cleaned up, keeps them in the games a little bit longer. And then when you see them surge late against the other team's bullpens, now we're talking about a game that's more winnable, like you saw right. on Saturday night against Arizona versus on Monday night in San Francisco when it's something like 8-2. to two, They score three runs and it makes it a little bit closer, but it's, it's, uh, it's too late at that point. So the defense being the biggest thing and then bullpen just needs to be, you know, uh, a good amount sharper, but uh, I'm putting it on the defense for right now as being the big one at the top of the bulletin board. Yeah, that's fair. Um, So you, you know, I heard you say, we're all thinking it too. It is a long season. Let's look forward to our next games. Once the Rockies come back to Coors Field, we have the Royals in town. Um, and right now the Royals are, as of Wednesday, they are 9-18. and 18. They've lost three in a row. They are 2-8 and eight over the last 10. And they're 3-9 and nine on the road. So what are you guys thinking? I feel like this might be an opportunity for the Rockies to cleanse our palates of... Uh, the road trip we just saw. Yeah, uh, they're better than the Cincinnati Reds right now, but you know maybe maybe not too much. Obviously, they've got a couple more wins uh, than the Reds do uh, right now. Although the Reds did recently win a series against the Marlins, so got to give them that. But uh, they haven't been playing too well against the Texas Rangers right now. I think the Rockies are going to end up uh, seeing you know le- another lefty in, in Daniel Lynch, uh, followed by Zach Greinke and Carlos Hernandez. So. You know, Greg Keith is the only one that you say, hey, if he's on his game, he can go ahead and dominate a little bit. You know, he's had some success at Coors Field in the past. You know, not not a ton, but he is a veteran guy. Uh, I was looking at some of the Royal stats this morning, and shoot, I think Merrifield's batting under 150. You know, like not a lot of guys are, are doing things for the Royals right now. So, you know, when we started the, the Red series, we talked and said, all right, two out of three, they're definitely going to do that from the Reds. I think, despite everything that we've seen in the last week, Rockies are a different club at home. So they're going to win two. Do they win three? Not as confident about that as I was when they were able to actually sweep the Reds a couple weeks back. So this will be uh, – Royals are coming to town at just the right time. They're coming back to Colorado probably for the first time in – a while, I don't know, five years, and, and they're coming at the right time. Yeah, I had the same note. I mean, if it's it's a get-right series, so you, you look at the schedule and you breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief. Two, I think you, you're disappointed with less than two. I think you'd like to win this series for sure, get back on the right track. 
um, the defense runners in scoring position, just cluster those hits a little bit, you know, just take advantage of, of those opportunities as they come. But yeah, I'd love to see them get two out of three here. And I think they have a good opportunity to do so. So just thrilled, just thrilled that road trip's done. And whether those are our actual base hits or their bunts, you have to cluster them. Hashtag cluster bunts. Yes. I think we found a name of our spinoff show. There we go. Cluster bunts. That's it. Uh, and you're right. And, and Brendan, you know what? They, they do need to play well against the Royals because Giants come to Coors Field next week, 4-3, uh, and then the New York Mets, who are playing really, really good. So, you know, you have to take advantage uh, of these kind of series when they come along. And – Take a page out of the Giants book. I mean, they just did such a good job in that series of being productive with their even their outs as they came. And you want to help your starting pitchers, give them a little run support, make them don't feel like they have to be perfect here. I mean, it was like that outing for cool. He had the strikeout magic to rescue himself, but you got the sense in that fourth and fifth inning still without any runs. It just tightens up, just tightens up. So even if you can just move guys over, just find a way to get one or two, um, but, but not not quite as long droughts as they've had here so pitchers can start being a little more aggressive, pitch with some confidence. Hey, I, I hate to uh, to run here in the middle of a show, uh, but my seagull that I'm boarding to fly back to Denver on uh, is leaving uh, right field. So uh, I, I do need to get going here if, if I'm going to make that bad boy. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is probably a great time for us to just wrap up in general too. Um, so Patrick... Thank you for joining us via satellite on your own show that you do not have the reins of today. No, I don't. I, I like being a passenger, though. If, if my uh, the two people in the front seat that are driving our co-pilot is, is Susie and Brendan, this isn't bad. This is comfortable back here. All right. Well, that'll do it for us for the DNVR Rockies podcast. We're coming home. They're coming home. Patrick. Oh, wow. That uh, really, I thought we were abruptly